the future of photography. Welcome back to another episode of The Future of Photography. We are back with um, all different colors. Everyone. Everyone. There's Imar, there's Adrian, there's Jeremiah. Hello. And uh, good yeah. evening. I like Hello. this is colorful today. I like this. Adrian, I like your. <laughs> I just, just figured. Just figured I have these RGB lights on me every week, right, when we record this for the YouTube bit, and I never use the colours. So, so, so today I'm doing my own teal and orange. That is totally fine. <laughs> teal on one side and orange on the other. It's a great look. <laughs> I, am, I like it. So today it's drone time. By the way, everyone who watched last week's, um, yeah, what was it? Our live lounge, our... Um, I watched. You watched. Yeah, you you went there. You rewatched <laughs> it later yeah. on. So if you haven't seen yeah. that, we uh, we went. I'm doing air quotes here for the listeners who don't watch this. Um, like we went to the photography show and watched some sessions and then talked. And it was a good discussion. I liked this. It was a really good one. It had a, had a lot of different angles to it. Not just the contents of the show, but the topic of how we do shows these days. And I really like that. So today um well is it tech it's partially tech but it's also a it's social tech. kind of thing <laughs> so uh, we want to talk drones and uh we've talked drones here before but um i've called this the impact of drones because well do they impact us in which ways do they impact us so maybe we'll Maybe we'll look at some areas where drones are, in fact, a thing, where they exist already, where they are being used already. Um, so in our notes, I have a whole list of things. Um, surveillance, law enforcement, right? Crowd surveillance, um, f but also fire investigations or other things around that. I think that's uh one of the one of the ways where you don't really get to see them that much but they are there i think um mm. i don't think i don't think we want to go very dystopian though um there are, there are other we have the tendency sometimes but <laughs> i'll try not other to. areas where drones are being used there's mapping for example there's lots of high detail aerial imagery that's now being done by drones because why not um cheaper than airplanes uh I'm not sure we are there yet with, with the shipping and the delivery, but there's like pilot projects. I know Amazon and UPS and DHL um, are doing pilot projects there. And we're talking small package delivery. We're talking food um, delivery. We're talking medicine, that kind of thing. Uh, another area, a friend of mine is has a professional drone license in the USA and he... Um, had some situations where um where he offered his services for disaster response like there's something going on and you want a, a quick a quick uh, a quick situational assessment you want to know what's really going on so without uh without endangering the rescuers you can enlarge their their field of view you can make them see things or you can go look for victims um you can even put leds on drones and light the scene at night for example mm. um what we hear in the background is not a drone i think that's a proper airplane 
It's good timing, though. I was just thinking. It's Jeremiah's airplane. Um, Weather. They're coming to take you away, Jeremiah. (laughs) It's the Fed. They're after you. He wishes. Um, Weather is another area that I wasn't aware of. I had to do some research on that one. Um, There's uh, new new insights that are being worn through uh, flying drones into hurricanes and tornadoes. Areas that aren't that... Well, that used to be the domain of airplanes, but um, that usually means sending people in there, and now they can do this uh, with drones. Can they do that? Really, do that with drones? Would that? Would you not just lose your drone well, in a hurricane? Well, if you look at a hurricane and you fly a plane in there, that's not that much bigger than most drones. And drones come at, at different sizes. When you say drone, do you mean the tiny pocketable one by DJI, or do you mean the one that is an actual airplane that is? Uh, autonomous and Ooh. does things because well we should qualify shouldn't we and, so i mean i think a lot of our listeners would be thinking about photography oh, yeah, drones. because this is uh. a photography show but drones are i mean anything from toys to to big surveillance machines to um delivery vehicles to a lot of things so what are drones for you let me start with emar when you hear drone what's your first thought <laughs> drone <laughs> um when I hear drone, oh, I don't know. I can see now that you're talking about all the kind of disaster relief uses and stuff like that. I can see the application there. When you're talking about the hurricanes, I'm thinking a Twister movie when they sent the, they had this sort of homemade machine that sent up all the sensors. That I was can a great see, movie. Like you could sort of disposable drones that would just launch something else into to record data i can see that yeah mm. that's great but i don't want his drone delivering Why my not? packages thanks very much well it's that human co- connection that you want you a postman know, to ring your face doorbell to face. i want a nice postman to ring my doorbell and say here sign for this please and yeah thank you very much have a nice day so so when you order things you, know, you do this for the do, drone's not going to do, you do order that for things me. for the human interaction or for the thing that you want to order no, I order it for the thing that I want to order. Um, but at the same time, I don't want it to be dropped in my garden mm-hmm, by a drone. Okay. Not in my neighborhood. <laughs> 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 but um, yeah, uh, I don't know. I just, I think the misuses of them would probably outweigh the good. I can see their use and like things like, you know, clearer minds or just you know i can totally see the good use case for them but for domestic everyday use and also the photography the aerial photography and the mapping that's amazing um in my everyday life i do not want to see a drone mm-hmm. in the sky i don't want to see amazon drones everywhere but but let me try to let me try to challenge this because um you're okay with an amazon truck stopping in front of your house um, I'm I'm okay. not really okay with well, Amazon, Amazon DHL, whatever. Full stop. Uh, whatever. Okay. We're we're not about um, the company. We're I'm about okay. the delivery. What is different when it flies? You're about the del- What is different when it flies? No, I suppose it's probably more cost effective for the company, which is something that mm-hmm. wouldn't be my. Well, what's concern different for you when it flies? Consumer. Other than you don't have a nice. And then postman. I suppose maybe it's a cleaner way to do it as well. Okay, look, can't can't they drive electric vehicles? They do here, and you know, still deliver my my mail or whatever my packages. Um, 
I don't know. What's different when it flies? It's faster. Yeah, but but personally for you, I because because I, I noticed some resistance there, and I'm I'm not saying that's a good or a bad thing. It's just uh, something Ooh. that I noticed. Jeremiah, how how about I'm you? Would terribly Would you resistant. like a drone to deliver a burrito to you? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Why not? I'd I'd rather have less cars on the road. Um, it really depends on how they're managed more than anything. Uh, uh -huh. You know. For for me, uh, like personally, I've got a, a little drone and um, I've had a bigger drone. The little ones I, I kind of like. Um, the problem I have here where I live is I'm I'm now uh, within the kind of airport. <laughs> Five mile radius, yeah. <laughs> ten mile, yeah. And, and, and so it's more, it's like 10, but still um, I can't really fly it around my, mm. my neighborhood. When I fly a drone myself and I'm exploring and taking pictures, I absolutely love it. But if anyone else is doing it, so, I hate it. <laughs> I want control over knowing who's who's doing what with that drone to Ooh. me. Also, they've not really dealt with the noise. Like, yeah. I think if a drone can be quieter, it would mm -hmm. be a little less like a gnat, you know, buzzing around your ear that's that's kind of annoying um that would though, be the thing that makes a difference to me I, if, if, so so if somebody offered me the the choice between a drone delivering my packages or a battery powered truck delivering my packages yeah i would definitely choose the battery powered truck so Yay. here here where i live um <laughs> our dhl driver um she had switched or was switched to an electrical vehicle maybe a half a year ago oh, cool and the the change was baffling because i could i'm here all day normally when i don't do photo workshop these kind of things so um and my my window is facing out to the road so whenever i i would get a dhl delivery i could hear it i could i would know oh that's dhl because <laughs> the diesel sound was just like very familiar <laughs> of that and the, and the door sliding open it's a volkswagen bus and it sounds very familiar it's like oh yeah that's dhl mm. um and then i started not uh, and then they started they had to ring <laughs> at a certain point because i couldn't hear them anymore so that was that was on the one mm. hand unusual but um i got used to that very quickly because it's so much nicer that they don't make any noise and that they don't smell bad mm. so for me the the, the electrification yeah. is one thing um Uh, but then on the other hand, I've, I do also fly a small drone, Jeremiah, probably something similar that you have, a small DJI. And um, th from, a, from a photography point of view, and I think that's one of the main usages of drones is um, putting cameras yeah. up, up, up high where you can't usually <laughs> get the cameras easily. Um, or low. Or low. Or low. Or, raking yeah, but, but, but moving cameras into places where you can't put them Uh, easily without something that's flying so and and mm. for cheap comparably cheap i mean if you compare that with hiring a helicopter yeah jeremiah you as a filmmaker you know oh, these yeah. things. Yeah. it's yeah. certainly it's certainly transformed uh filmmaking aerial shots so and and those kinds of things one thing that i i'm very very conscious about the noise that these things make for me that's a big a big big factor uh -huh. so when i fly the drone when i'm when i travel somewhere and i fly the drone i always have that feeling that 
I'm mm. going on someone's nerves that someone is annoyed by what I do. So when lots of people are around, I'm way more hesitant to fly it uh, as if I was alone. So the noise factor, the noise factor is for me, especially the small ones, because they have a higher pitched sound because the propellers need to spin faster because they are shorter. So you, you really don't get that i mean they they you don't really hear them when they are i don't know uh, 50 meters above you but um until then i'm yeah i fly this thing way less than i thought i would for that reason alone so we've got over now haven't we because when these things first became popular um uh, there was a big there was a a big trend in drone photography um and not just photography but videography mm. as well and it was you mm. know e every youtuber had a drone and was flying it uh, mm. and, and making yeah the, uh, lots and lots of, of uh really quite um mesmerizing uh, really right? quite good shots actually yeah mesmer that's a really good yeah. word for it mesmerizing and uh i i, f I feel maybe uh, maybe you know, from my sample of one just what i tend to see um i feel that we've got past that initial peak fad you know uh, of drones and maybe now there's something you know especially with some of the regulation that's coming in 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 a lot of countries certainly in the uk it is i understand it, it uh, in the us that you know that a lot of regulation coming in now as well uh and uh, it feels like it was sort of settling down to normal drone use, <laughs> whatever normal drone use actually means. I think privacy is is probably the big um, kind of elephant in the room because, you know, we'll talk about Amazon's uh, release of an in-home drone that flies around your home to kind of check on, you know, did you leave your stove on? Is somebody wandering mm. around the house? What the hell's the dog doing? Whatever it is, the, do the dog's chewing up the drone. <laughs> so pri privacy—it's really interesting. The privacy thing I find really interesting, mm. and I know the situation is different everywhere around yeah. the world because there are different cultural expectations and different legal frameworks for it. Uh, today, I had to download an app onto my phone that specifically lets the government track me where I've been. Really. Now they say it. They say it's anonymized. It's all oh, to do. It's, it's the COVID oh, track okay. and trace. Um, and I had to go. I went somewhere today. It, it was into uh, a public shop, uh, and uh, they now have no. Sorry, it wasn't the shop. It was a restaurant, cafe place, and uh, it is now a legal requirement for those establishments in the UK to track everybody. Oh, yeah. Uh, and to be able to trace them and the uh, and the way of course that they choose to do it it's, ma it's many many weeks later than originally advertised but the uk government's track and trace app is now out and i had to down download that today so what would you do with that i mean you know, we talk about privacy with drones it's like you'd have to be a hell of a good drone pilot to get a picture of a single individual doing something specific wouldn't you well with, <laughs> the, like, with, with really? the camera with the advances in camera technology and those things we're talking 4k easily we're talking some drones now have a zoom zoom lens on their camera so it's not that hard anymore Honestly, if you wanted to, whatever, look in, in your neighbor's uh, house, then you could possibly or probably do that. Have either of you ever been challenged by somebody when you're out flying your drone no. that thought you were up to no, no good? No. 
No, but I'd say we're probably uh, more sensitive uh, to the uh, effect on mm. the GP than, Mm-mm. you know, th- mm. than many Most, people yeah. are. I'm very sensitive to it mm. because I feel I very sensitive. Also, don't mm. fly it mm. around here, uh, around buildings, because you can't. There's uh, a, mm. there's regulation here that gives you a very um, well. It gives you a framework on where you can fly and where you cannot fly. And um, question is, is is it enforceable? That's a completely different question. But in general, I'm trying to be very sensitive about that. <coughs> same same as, as Jeremiah. I think I think I mean, that's I, very I wise. I feel kind of neutral on uh, on all manner of of these technologies you know like everything they could be and are uh certainly abused um you know the military uses of drones have transformed mm. warfare and it'll be military uses of robots that they're experimenting with uh is that a good thing or a bad thing i guess if soldiers don't have to fight wars but it'll be robot wars then maybe we'll have our wars without anybody getting hurt uh directly <laughs> I, know, I don't know um the- <laughs> or not, you know, or not. I, you know, I, I also think that the, you know, the mind sweeping, very, very interesting uses, yeah. forest fires here in, mm. uh, in California, that would be extraordinarily helpful if, there, if you know, you could pinpoint uh, a little smoke and fly into yep. it and mm. alert uh, automatically. That could save, you know, literally thousands of lives. Um, Delivery of medicine, sometimes very, very difficult uh, to out-of-the-way places. There's a lot of really great use for, for a drone and great use for the photographic aspects of it. And there's use, you know, there's abuse use as well. Uh, it really depends who's using it, what the social dynamics are within the culture we're using it. So I'm, I'm kind of neutral. I'm fascinated by... Obviously, li- like all of us, what are the developments? I mean, you have these Skydio drones that you don't even really have to be any manner of being a pilot. I mean, you can program it uh, to follow you, go low, go high, return, whatever. Um, and some others require a lot of skill. I made a movie, you know, oh, God, in the uh, mid-90s or early 90s, I forget. But we used, uh, I had a, a, cam- a, a helicopter, must have been three feet across maybe the blades were six feet across a big honking helicopter with a proper pilot flying it down through narrow narrow canyons and it was a you know it's it's quite an elaborate deal now you can do it yourself um i think it tends to be now overused um because it's so cheap to do but getting a getting a camera cinematically to move like a dolly really smooth and low and come around is is a tool and a very effective yeah. one if you're using it appropriately to storytell. Um, you know, it always comes down to who's using it, what are their intentions, what are the social dynamics, what do people feel, and com- coming up with some kind of um, relative, uh, relatively acceptable rules so that it fits within um, our society to improve it. Of course, that's really the so, case. So, Adrian, you earlier said that um, that we have reached sort of an sort of a normal kind of thing after it's being very overused in mm. the beginning. Why? Why do you think um, it's not as interesting anymore? 
I think there was a wow factor at first. Um, and, and so I, I guess, I guess I may be, yeah, because photography is, is one of my hobbies. You know, a lot of the stuff I consume uh, on the internet is, is related to photography and, and, and a, a proportion of that is YouTube. And there were, there were a lot of YouTubers who are using drones for, you know, uh, you know, way beyond a, a, what you would traditionally call an establishing shot. Yeah. You know, doing it for the fact that it was a drone shot. And I think what I'm seeing now is that those kind of people, um, uh, and yeah, are, are perhaps, perhaps more naturally editing in those mm. drone shots rather than making the so drone that's, shots a that's feature. That's a thing that I noticed in the beginning that people were pretty much only doing the dolly kind of shots, the circle around something kind of shots, and they were very self-serving. They weren't really serving anything uh, as in telling a story or something along those lines. Yeah, yeah. And uh, while... It was, hey, I've got and a drone. And while that was very wowy <laughs> in the beginning, yeah, it, it gets old very quickly if that's the only thing that, yeah. you, that you show, I think. Do you know what? I do really like that. I have to say one of my favorite uses for camera drones is, uh, is the footage they now get from the World Rally Championship. Oh, really? Okay. So I, I don't know. That, so uh, I don't know how many of our listeners will be will be interested in the World Rally Championship. But this is a, you know, for those that don't know of it. It is a, a form of motor racing that takes place over long distances, over unmade roads, out in the middle of nowhere. And they go to snowy places. They go to sandy places. They go all over the all over the world. And uh, in the last few years, drones have taken over from helicopters and you can tell the difference because the drones can get in much closer and they can follow the cars in different places where the helicopters can't get to. I mean, you, you, years ago, you'd have a helicopter that would be hovering off the side of a cliff you know, and the cars would be driving along some little track mm. along the side of a cliff. And you could tell it was a helicopter shot, but it could only mm. follow so far. The drones can go all, you know, tons of different places and the, 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 the turning circle of a drone is, is very much smaller smaller than a helicopter and so you can get these really dramatic sweeping shots if the car's doing a handbrake turn around a hairpin bend the drone can follow it and stuff like that it's it's very impressive very impressive use of drones they must do that with cycling as well do they oh yeah definitely uh, I don't know. I had, do you know what? I, I mean, haven't watched was, a cycle race a few, on the TV a few for years ago. Oh, there was this one thing at a ski race. Do you remember that? Where a drone, like a big heavy camera drone, was hovering over the, the ski slope and it had a malfunction, mm. a critical malfunction, and it dropped it crashed, onto it? Yeah. the snow. And we're talking a chunky piece of equipment, and it dropped onto the snow just like a few milliseconds after the skier had gone through. So it would have. It's probably hurt the skier quite a bit if if it mm. had hit him. So, where? Uh, yes. We, we, I mean that. So so we, yeah, these things do need safety, oh, definitely, don't they? Definitely. <laughs> um, now that you can carry bigger lenses on a drone and have a little bit more reach mm. with the drone, I think it's probably or make a bit it smaller safer, in total because the I, cameras are getting smaller and getting getting more powerful at smaller sizes. So maybe that's another way. Um, what 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 are the kind of the bigger drones, Jeremiah, that you? Uh, that you have contact with in context of uh, producing a movie. Well, they don't, the the bigger drones, and you know some of them are DGI or Scudia, but they they tend to have eight uh, yeah. eight rotors, and they carry like red cameras, that kind of stuff. 
Yeah, they ca they'll carry basically any camera yeah. you put on it. Uh, they're, they're, they're very, very good. They tend to use two, often three operators, one for the drone, maybe one for the yaw, and one for the pitch. It really depends Do you see them shrinking over time? Are. Uh, sure. I think yeah. everything does, um, you know. Um, including our consciousness. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> so I think the ca the cameras get smaller, don't they? But the lens, the, the glass tends to get bigger and 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 heavier then as well. So you know. It's, but there, there's new designs, and you know, a lot of it is just lightweight. And I mean, they'll come up with some very very uh, effective ways to to shrink it. Again, shrinking it may may not be as Great a thing if you're in heavy wind. You may want a heavier drone, a bigger drone, one with a lot more AI to kind of keep it stable in high winds. High winds are, of course, the anathema to a drone operator, um, certainly a consumer-based DJI um, is, is going to be thrown around radically in wind. Um, so, you know, the big ones, and we can start like, you know, the biggest drones that that uh, we are aware of are, you know, the bomb carrying drones that fly at twenty thousand feet um, mm. and are controlled by, you know, people in these little huts in Vegas all around the world. It's almost mind-boggling uh, to think of this. And you know, conversely, all of this is coming out of the military. You have these. Um, tiny little drones for individual soldiers so that instead of raising your head above the foxhole, they'll just throw up a drone and check out the battlefield. Um, uh, so, you know, using it as some kind of spy safety mechanism in war. Of course, all this technology is war, 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 which is very unfortunate. But um, it seems that that's the, a lot of the innovation in drone technology has come out of the kind of um, global arms race and um, then adapted backwards for surveillance and then finally That's photography. That's where a lot of money is. Um, the, the other thing that mm. I see, I mean, probably one of the main uses, and uh, we have talked about this, is entertainment. So we're talking aerial photography, videography. Um, but the one thing that I've also seen, and they're still making an effort to make this more of a mainstream thing, is to use drones as the entertainment themselves in like drone racing, these kind of things. So I've seen uh, uh, a drone race where they converted yeah. an arena uh, into like a whole set of tunnels with lights in them and different obstacles and things. And then the drone pilots have, have these goggles on and they see what the drone sees. They are virtually on the drone and then they do they race like with i don't know 30 40 50 miles an hour through these tunnels um and the drones the drones very quickly turn into something that you just um that just you replace them as they die because they fly into something or they they are in combat you <laughs> yeah, know where's the, where's the jeopardy in that so we've talked we've talked a little bit about uh uh, about the uh, e-racing so where, so when the world locked down and you couldn't do motor racing anymore and you started work, running simulated races with real yeah you know, on the television with mm. with real um with real racing drivers competing against essentially gamers um mm. and that actually having caught a little bit of, of of some of those that was that was actually reasonably compelling to watch and and that got me thinking about the jeopardy angle because uh, but you you because 
you might say that a lot of racing be it car racing or boat racing or whatever or, or horse racing even is that it's one of the elements that makes it exciting is is the risk and there is no risk of when you're doing a risk. simulated you are, stuff you're, you're risk to lose oh, your expensive a... uh, racing drone yeah, yeah. Is it like not, robot yeah, wars? Really Are they risk, allowed to that's, soup that's, up that's, the that, drones and put I armor I don't really on them and stuff? I don't know it that well, but yeah. I wouldn't be surprised to have little, <laughs> uh, little uh, tiny military drones that have little little projectiles that they can throw at others or maybe little nets that they <laughs> throw into the other drones <laughs> propellers maybe yeah or little little laser thermometers on them they can tell whether you got covid <laughs> or not have any of have any of you seen um uh something that is coming on uh, not necessarily to replace fireworks but to enhance different night celebrations with sometimes up to hundreds of drones all programmed together to work in a kind of pattern or form uh, that is quite astounding and looks very complicated in terms of, of coding, but but is uh, very effective with Hundreds lights on it. Hundreds or thousands. Um, I've seen a display from Japan that where they had these drones that would have lights on them and then form patterns in the sky and they would write in the mm. sky and show oh, oh. even moving <laughs> scenes and those drones I think there's like a lot of autonomy built in and they talk to each other and they build this swarm that uh, then f takes on shapes without clashing into each other um, that is yeah that's uh, yeah that's pretty awesome that's another form of entertainment so it's also if you imagine if you have you know uh 8K cameras on a thousand drones moving across the oh. city, high, low, and everywhere else. <laughs> We're back to dystopia. I think, I think but, the uh, social acceptance will be a bit of an issue with uh, things going all the time, and then you have a hundred of them around you. I think either that or people, unless they're quiet, if they make quiet. make it a Pokemon game, right? Make it an intrinsic part of a Pokemon <laughs> game, and everybody will go out and buy them, and everybody will accept them. <laughs> Wonderful. Uh, um, well, it, it's a generational thing, isn't it? So you know, my my kids love love Pokemon Go, right? On a phone, they're always wanting to. They're, they're still a little bit too young to have phones, so the, uh, they always want to borrow a phone to 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 play Pokemon Go on it and stuff like that. They don't give a, a thought to to privacy or anything. They they, mm. they they they're growing up in a world where privacy isn't doesn't exist. Mm. So yeah, what are, what are they ever going to care okay, about? Okay, before this stuff? before this goes too dystopian, let's go and uh, switch over to our picks of the week. And I've had a quick look. <laughs> I was saying that as a positive thing. I'm going to change my. I want to change my pick of the you week. You want to change your pick of the week? Okay, just, put it in our. Yeah, our because I just. I just. But but I've had a quick look through those, and um, I think Jeremiah's are probably the most dystopian. So Jeremiah, you go first. Your first pick of the week so we have those out of the way um is uh, drone related here is a personal reconnaissance drone the black hornet prs that's right what what is that tell us about it yeah uh propellers fold up fits in your belt and it is in fact a military drone that i i, I believe they've bought up to nine thousand of them right now and uh, it's you know it's used for personal surveillance, etc. Um, you could imagine if you weaponize these scary. things with gas or or, or 
Mm. I mean, you know, the, I, I don't have to project forward what the possibilities are, but these are highly efficient, probably very well made, very small uh, drones uh, that uh, are fundamentally military. All use. right, let's quickly move on to the second pick of you. You have two here. Um, and it's also a military drone, so... That's right. It, it's, a, it's a version of, of uh, drones by Skydio, which is a very interesting company making very interesting drones. Uh, I do not have one, but, but I've, um, they, they are quite amazing in that they use a lot of AI in terms of, of processing and, and the ability for uh, very low-skilled people to fly them in very dynamic ways. Uh, it's a reconnaissance drone. It looks quite substantial, and uh, but I believe they're being they're, they are using these kinds of things for building inspections as well, uh -huh. and bridge inspections, and these kinds of things. The website mentions payload, um, and under payload, we're talking about six 4K HDR color navigation cameras with 16 times zoom. Yeah, that's big. And 360 degree super zoom right. technology. It also has a FLIR. Boson 320 thermal imager with eight times zoom, so it's a thermal camera as well. So be worried. So that, be that, would, that worried. would be able to <laughs> find you when you are out in the wilderness delivering drugs at night, and they are um, they're gonna pinpoint you that way. And steal your drugs. Mm. <laughs> there we go. Well, that's as you do, as you do. I don't want the I don't want the army stealing my drugs. As you do. <laughs> um, let me throw mine in briefly and it's not drone related but um here's one that i recently came across there's someone who shot a photo of andromeda mm -hmm. of the galaxy um with a tilt shift uh, with a tilt adapter so the video i mean we'll we'll put the link in the show notes you have to really see that photo because you know what the tilt effect does it makes things look small and it 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 simulates shallow depth of field and then your brain looks at it and looks like a macro shot and you just you just read it as being very very small so um that photographer tried it with artificial ways with um doing like just just blurring parts of the photo as you as you do with a fake tilt effect but it didn't come out so he built a tilt adapter and if we look here on the website um it's a very very strong angle he put in there i mean we're looking at almost like 40 degrees of tilt here which is massive but he had to use it uh, to in order to yeah to get that effect and he then Put this up on his telescope and i mean the the photo is wow. mind-blowing it really mm, is because wow. it makes andromeda look like like you can put it in the palm of your hand it's very very yeah. good so um everyone yeah. i recommend you have a look at the website so that was mine um imar have you put your new one in there It's on top because I couldn't find... Um, I'm going to keep both of them, actually, because I want to um, mention the Argenta map that one of our people in Discord put into the, one of the chats in there, and I hadn't heard of that one, and it is brilliant. It's, it's I a love black it. and white it's just, iPhone app yeah, for photography. Point and yeah, point-and-shooty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you can't do anything. All you have to do is just press go when you're ready. So it's yep, lovely, It actually. is fun. I've, I hadn't known about um, this, so thanks for the tip. Mm. Um 
It's fun. Uh, it's a Alfano is is uh, you um, the name of the guy, but I don't know his name. Okay, okay. And the other one is actually not drones, but almost. So it's just a YouTube clip. It's there at the oh, very I'm top copying of, it of right the now. Let's see. Yeah, I can't get it to place yeah, in the right place. Up. So this is an artist called Aideen Barry, and this was one of her um, most kind of well-known pieces, and it's called Flight Folly. And um, you can see why the drones reminded me of it. Now oh, it's a bunch of <laughs> helicopters. <laughs> Very clever. But she's got the remote control to all the helicopters in her hand, and she's, it's, it's amazing. It's really it is, well done. Oh, and it's a dress. Mm. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah. That is amazing. Love it. That's great. I like that. Yeah, that's fantastic. She's awesome, oh, Aiden Barry. Look up her. All of her work is amazing. So. Brilliant. Love it. It's cool. cool. Yeah. We didn't think no. of this. No. Mm. I, I had, I, no now, there's I, a good use for drones. Fashion. Yeah. Fashion, fashion drones. drones. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think we are too far away from that. <laughs> oh, art. Well, well, okay, yes. But it is a dress. So it is a dress. So it's both. Yeah. I think it's a parachute, actually. <laughs> a ah, parachute a silk. A dress made yeah. out of a parachute. Yeah. Wonderful. Uh, and lifted by helicopters. That's a lot of fun. Yeah, I like that. Fabulous. Yeah. Okay. And last but not least, here is... Adrian's. Yeah, well, okay, so this is a bit of fun. Um, so this is two friends of mine who made a YouTube video called Bring Drony Home. Okay. <laughs> so so the reason they had to bring Drony home is because they had previously lost Drony. <laughs> the drone <laughs> rescue operation. The, the, yeah, the, 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 so, so the, the two friends of mine, Simon and Dave, um, they, they are... Uh, uh, adventurous kinds and and they 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 um they also are, are well trained in doing things like climbing and and uh and lots of things to do with ropes and so so although this looks crazy this video they are mm. actually fully qualified um uh people and and so they they are actually doing it with all the safety mm. um, they had to they had to, to to go over these really rickety bridges and out into the tiny rock off the sea that you couldn't get to apart from using ropes to rescue their drone which they'd crashed there oh um God. if I, I can't remember i think Chris, you and I have talked about this before, but th these are the same two friends who who made uh, a, a, another film called uh, One Shot Inching Down, where they they went to uh, some underground oil storage tanks in Scotland, a bit you know, huge space, and they they lived down there for twenty four hours in the oh. pitch black, and they took this amazing large format photography shot, um, and they developed they developed a print of this thing. And the print was, I think, six feet by four feet as they developed it. And they had to use um, inflatable paddling pools as they're developing <laughs> tanks and and stuff mm -hmm. like that. I, I, I know, Chris, I'm pretty sure, Chris, you I and I have spoken had, about yeah. that before. But but uh, uh, I don't think... Uh, yeah, not, um, uh, anyway, they're, they're lunatics, but the best kind of lunatics. And they would love it if I said that about them. So go watch their, go watch this video called Bring Drony Home because it's, it's loads of fun. All right. <laughs> so we have all the... Links to what we've shown here in the show notes, of course. Um, and I think that <coughs> is another episode in the can, the impact of drones. I think you've converted me ha a little have bit. We, have we managed to get your skepticism a little you, notch down? Yeah, I think maybe, yeah, yeah. You've, I've definitely taken it down a peg yeah. or two. I still don't want my parcels delivered by drones. Maybe future generations. I mean, you know, we <coughs> adapt, we evolve. So maybe future generations mm -hmm. will evolve with a with a notch filter built in their ears so they can't hear the drones that loudly anymore, you know? 
maybe <laughs> yeah. possibly so that sounds that sounds like hard work why don't you just use battery powered fans <laughs> i think um, i think if you if you if you accept the the direction of travel with regards to personal privacy which i know is difficult to accept uh, but but if you accept that then the the, the noise is really the only other downside I well think. the noise might be an advantage um, you hear them when they're around you know yeah, yeah, that doesn't sound right to me. You live in a you live in a, you live in the countryside, Chris, and, and I live in a relatively quiet place. I don't I, I don't think I'd want a bunch of drones around all the time making noise. They'd be annoying. me neither. Not at this point, and not with the noise they make. So anyway, I think that's it for this episode. The impact of drones. Thanks very much for being here, for watching, for listening. Um, of course, we're also online on Twitter. TFOP now on the Insta TFOP now we have our Discord everyone join our Discord which is loads of fun I really enjoy the Discord at the moment there's loads of good stuff going on it's brilliant we have a showcase channel where we get to show off some interesting photos and then discuss them we have like general channels off an off topic channel for things that don't fit and uh, it's a it's a nice little community forming there and I'm a great fan of it so Everyone join us, tfttf.com slash join tfop. Link is in the show notes. And with that, bye-bye. Until next bye time. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye, all. Take care. You've been listening to The Future of Photography, a production by Adrian Stock and Chris Marquardt. Subscribe to the show wherever you get your other podcasts. Find the show notes and more information at thefutureofphotography.com. Hold up. 